A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. Today's reflection is for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, looking at the importance of some of the traditions of the Church and the disposition of one's heart. Faith does not really fill their heart. There are people who show up to 
Mass for 50 years, every single Sunday, never miss, that they might lie or cheat or steal. They might have affairs when they're married. They might not give to charity. They might go to pornography. They might gossip. Some of them are arrogant and so forth. And all this is absolutely true. <coughs> but does this make the argument valid? Not if we understand what Jesus is really saying, what our faith is about. And not if we don't fall into the trap of taking one gospel passage out of context. First, we need to realize that the gospel mentions some of his disciples did not wash their hands. They did not say all of them. We have to remember that some of Jesus' disciples were not Jewish. They were pagans. In fact, St. Luke, who wrote the third gospel, was not a Jew. He was a pagan, and he became a Christian. And so since some of these disciples were not Jewish, Jesus determined that this particular tradition at this point was not necessary for them to be a good disciple. So he allowed them to not do it. Notice also that it never says in the Gospel that Jesus himself did not wash his hands. More than likely he did because he was a good Jew. But there was something else going on here. Jesus knew there was going to be a confrontation with the Pharisees. And so he was setting them up to teach them a lesson. This was an opportunity for Jesus to remind the Pharisees they had the priorities backwards. They forgot what the traditions were all about. Jesus in no way was diminishing the importance of the tradition of the Jewish faith. He was not saying that washing hands was not an important part of their belief. He was telling them that the traditions that they made had a purpose. And they were failing to realize that purpose. And that purpose is simple. Every tradition of the church is meant to move the heart closer to the heart of God. Plain and simple. Everything we do is an external act of the mind and the body. It's meant to coincide with an internal act of the heart to God. Which means the goodness that we supposedly practice on the outside through our rituals, through our traditions, is supposed to be matched by goodness on the inside. And the problem with the Pharisees, and many people throughout the history of the church, is that the traditions and the rituals became more important than the reason for the tradition and the rituals. The Pharisees started seeing their little acts as the end in itself. If they did these faithfully, then they were being faithful. So what they did externally was not matched by internal action of the heart. And Jesus was calling them out on it. The Pharisees were being quite faithful to all the human traditions, but being quite unfaithful to the real commands of God, which made their traditions useless. But that does not make tradition useless in itself. Now, this might just reinforce the argument of the person who says, I don't have to go to church. 
Because tradition sometimes don't do anything. But we can't let them off so easy. First, we need to ask ourselves, why was this tradition important to the Jewish people? Why would washing your hands before meals be important? Some of you might be thinking, well, duh, it's because you don't want them to get germs when they're eating their meals. Well, this was a religious practice, not a secular one. It had nothing to do with germs. It had everything to do with the dirt of sin. You see, the reason why it was important for them to wash their hands before meals is because it was a reminder of them that before they accept any blessings from God, they're supposed to remove the stain of sin from their hearts. And the washing of their hands was supposed to be a reminder that this meal is a gift from God. And we should not accept it. We should not partake of it until we get rid of the evil in our heart. It's a good tradition. In fact, it's one we still continue to do today as part of our faith. We call it baptism. What do we use? Water. Why? To remind us that it washes away the stain of sin. It's not only an important tradition, it's a necessary tradition for baptism to take effect. And at every Mass, the priest washes his hands before he does the Eucharistic meal. Every Mass. And he says these words, Wash me, Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sins. An external act supposed to bring about the internal movement of the heart. It's a beautiful ritual, but if I do it, and I don't care about you, it's meaningless and stupid. So the churchgoer, the non-churchgoer, stands his ground. So tradition has a purpose. Now the person might argue I still don't need to go to church. I can be sorry for my sins. I'm still striving to be a good person. And now we have an opening. First, they're striving to live a life of goodness and purity, but they fail. And part of the reason they fail is because they're not following the traditions handed down. Because we as human beings are imperfect, and we need those traditions to guide our hearts to the ways of goodness. If you look in the history of the world, the people that were closest to being perfect follow the traditions of the church. The people of the Old Testament that were the closest to God follow the tradition of the elders. As simple as that. Because they knew they had meaning and value. Being a good person is not enough because Jesus doesn't call us to be good calls us to be perfect. It's something I constantly stress over and over again. Now the other thing that we need to remember is we have a first reading. And God issued a commandment to the people of Israel. As a reminder that Jesus as a human being has only been around for a couple thousand years, but Jesus as the Son of God was there during the time of the Old Testament. It is also Jesus, as the Son of God, who tells the people they need to follow all the commandments of God. Not just the ten, all of them. The entire book of Leviticus, the entire book of Deuteronomy, every single tradition that God hands down, they were supposed to follow. And 
Some of them had nothing to do with morality. It had to do with how you dressed, what days you worshipped, how often you went, where you gathered, who you gathered with, what animals you could eat, what animals you couldn't, what days you were supposed to do certain things, and so forth. And these were also the commands of God that they were meant to keep. Every single one of them. Jesus said, for God says they cannot subtract from them or add to them. Now we speak about adding to them, we might think, well, this is an odd with allowing for human tradition. Until we understand what God was talking about when he said you cannot add to God's commandments, he is saying that you cannot do anything that diminishes a person's ability to follow the faith, to live the commandments. Since you cannot add something that becomes a burden that keeps people from being able to follow the law of God, that's what he meant. But he also meant that every single law of Leviticus and Deuteronomy is a law that would continue on to the second coming of Christ. Jesus did not eliminate a single law of the Old Testament. He perfected them. He made them into what they were supposed to be. And the prescription by following every commandment means the traditions of the church are part of the commands of God. Because we also have to remember something, that Jesus did two things when he came. He not only perfected the law, he gave us the church to be a spokesperson. Which means the church says, you must do this. It is Jesus saying, you must do this. And by extension, because Jesus said, you must do it, God is saying, you must do it. So the commands of the church are the commands of God. And God said, plain and simple, you follow all of my commandments. And the church has commanded that on Sunday is part of our obligation to keep holding the Sabbath. We go to church as a people, gather together, and worship and praise. But now we need to go back to what Jesus says to the Pharisees. Because you see, the commandment of the church is not simply to show up. The commandment of the church needs to coincide with the commandment of God, which is to keep holy the Sabbath. How do we keep holy the Sabbath? It is not by driving to church, sitting here, closing your eyes during the holiday, and waiting for Mass to get over with. The commandment of God is to keep holy the Sabbath, and we do that by entering into the sacrifice of the Mass, by giving ourselves completely by letting our hearts be transformed, by seeking forgiveness of God, and becoming a people of holiness and righteousness. That is keeping the commandments through the tradition of coming together as a people at church. Because if we don't do the second, coming to Mass has no value at all. We become nothing more than a Pharisee. We are not commanded to show up. We're commanded to give up. Give up ourselves and our sins. So when someone says they do not need to attend Mass and still be a good person, they make a good point. That externally we can do all this and still be a bad person. But they fail to grasp they've been commanded by God to go and worship at Mass 
have been commanded by God to do this as a people gathered together to keep holy the Sabbath. And only when we allow ourselves to enter the Mass fully become sacrificial offerings do we truly follow the command of God. But we absolutely are not following His command. We sit at home and think I'm a good person. I don't need to go. We need to recognize that our traditions are beautiful, but they are empty and meaningless if they stop there. All the traditions we have, rosary, adoration, our prayers, our Lenten practices, mass, sign of the cross, holy water, necklaces, all these things are beautiful traditions that we need in order to become good people. But for not becoming a good person through them, they're absolutely useless. And that's what Jesus was reminding the Pharisees. That if we say we love him, we keep all of his commandments. Not some, but all. And his primary commandments was to love God with all our heart and love our neighbors as ourselves. What we do in body and mind should always coincide with the similar movement of our heart. Until we do that, we're nothing more than a Pharisee. When we allow the traditions to move our hearts towards God, when we let the traditions truly allow us to follow the commands of God, then our life will never be an excuse for somebody to say they don't have to go to church always be a reason for them to absolutely good.